Welcome back to the Broadside. It's a broad look at a broad historical subject, usually by two not so broadly informed people. I am John. That makes me Andrew. Yes, it does. How you doing, man? A little clap there. A little foley work. Look at that timestamp there. Oh yeah. my. Yeah, you're gonna, God. you're gonna have to yeah, edit that out. Compress the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you survived the storm. That's right, yes. I'm glad you did likewise. Superstorm Irma. Superstorm Irma. I've been wondering why Hurricane Sandy was called Superstorm Sandy. Was it just because it hit New York and they're not used to hurricanes? They didn't know what to call it? Yeah, and I think the damage up there, because it's so... Vertical? Well, the dollar amount. Oh, like, yeah. Like, the dollar amount that it damaged... It was a lot. was a lot. Still, it's, it, it, it's, very, it's a very New York thing to decide yeah. that your hurricane is special. Wait. It needs a special name. That's Superstorm. Yeah. Sounds so much sexier than Hurricane. I feel like there is somebody in New York, in one of those big expensive towers, who is figuring out a way to market the storm. Yeah. Sexy it up a little bit. Yeah. Put a little, a little danger into it. Right, right. I mean, even Katrina wasn't Superstorm Katrina. No, because people in Louisiana yeah. right. know what a fucking hurricane is. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. They that. have a drink named after it. Right, it's true. People in Florida know what a hurricane yeah. is. Most people, yeah. almost people. People under the age of 10 or 12 would have remembered or lived through a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. We get, we get a lot of them down here. A fair few. Right. Or a fair share. Right. Right before the storm, I had spent some time working for the county's call center, uh, answering like emergency calls. That's so nice of you. Yeah. No, it was a very... So as a county employee, I was obligated. Oh. I, I didn't volunteer oh, for this. Oh, so no. this isn't you helping out in the no. time of need. This is Me getting compulsory call. service. Correct. This Correct. is the draft. Pretty much, yeah. And it, it just amazes me that I was the one drafted because I'm not exactly great in like high... Well, at least I never... I didn't think I was great in high-stress situations. But, it, you know, it turned out fine. I, I was pretty much just answering research questions. Well, you seem very likely to have someone... You know, call you in asking for help, and and then for you to flip it on them. Yeah. And, and sort of make the, them feel dumb. That, that was not the intention. I mean, most people who called were were uninformed on the situation. That's why they were calling. Okay. So they were really calling for answers, and mm -hmm. you know, I do research for fun. I you know, I you do do research for work. So it was really just looking up on the internet answers to their questions, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really life or well, death, but for people who thought property, yeah. property or livelihoods were in yeah. danger, you know, it's a pretty high-stress situation, but so what really got to me, and I almost, you know, want to make a PSA for folks who have elderly living parents to, like, check on them before a storm, because, like, the most, the thing that bothered me most were these calls from people uh, from up north, I'm going to say there was at least four, mm -hmm. and, and I did the average, I answered about 100 calls, mm -hmm. a little over 100 calls over 11 hours, and at least four or five were from up north, so that's, that's about... Four or five percent, right? Yeah. Roughly. I think that's a pretty mm -hmm. high percentage of people calling from outside the state. To check on their retired parents? Yeah. And one guy in particular, this dude from New Jersey, he says, oh, I'm so glad I got in touch with you because the first person I spoke to sounded like they were from Afghanistan. And it's like, this fucking retard. <laughs> who, who did he call? Who did he call in the county that sounded like that? And even if he did, no matter who he called... It was it a was, county employee. Correct. It, or, or somebody who lived in the county. It could have been mm -hmm. a volunteer at a call center. But if you called the correct non-emergency or emergency number in Sarasota County, you're going to get somebody who lives there. So some nice Middle Eastern immigrant woman was, yeah. was volunteering her time for yeah. the county of Sarasota, right. God bless her, mm -hmm. and her service to your fair your fair city. Yeah, well, we could call it that. Fair, <laughs> sure. We call it that. And, and some asshole complains about her accent. Yeah, When she's exactly. trying to help him. Uh, yeah. And in and, and, and this idea that he's hogging up our call line with 
you know, calling back when people have actual issues to address. that live here. And again, he was trying to check on one of his parents. So I understand there is that is an important thing. That is something that you know I wanted to help out with. But like, this guy should have planned this beforehand, not yeah. the day before the storm. Mm-hmm. You know, he should have had. Oh, an, this is the day before landfall. Yeah, this was the day before landfall. This was that Saturday before that Sunday night when it hit. And you can't like suddenly get your parent out of a. A nursing home into mm-hmm. a shelter. You know that stuff needs to be planned. So. Now, and all the flights are full by Saturday. Yeah. So that that's my little rant about Irma. So we're doing urban legends today, Andrew. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. So, so there were some some that spawned from Irma, right? Or some already. Yeah. This doesn't take a long time to propagate them, apparently. That's right. Because of the internet and because of Photoshop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those images of the sharks in Miami. I don't know. if... Oh yeah. They did the same thing in Houston, too. They said, sharks are swimming through the streets of Houston. And then a week later, sharks are swimming through the streets of Miami. And no, they're not. It's it's, it's a Photoshop. Okay. It's a and fake do you know, was the same image used for both? Yeah, yeah, it was. Do you know anything about, like, Photoshop? Or how do you, do you tell if it's an image has been Photoshopped? I'm assuming there's... I don't, I don't know if there's... It depends on how good the person doing it is. That's true. Because when you, I Photoshop, you can tell. Yeah. That's a good point. S- same. When I do a Photoshop, I right. mean, I, I, I might fool someone who's briefly glancing at it, mm-hmm. but if you look at it, you can tell, because I'm not very good at it. I've seen people who are good at it right. make some stuff I couldn't distinguish from reality. Yeah. So, um, sharks in the streets of Miami. I don't know about you, I had a little bit of a, at first, hard time f- trying to figure out what's a myth, what's an urban legend, mm-hmm. what's folklore. My understanding is pretty much urban legend is something that's more modern. Like, the yeah. term urban doesn't necessarily mean it comes from a city or an urban setting, mm-hmm. but it's just post-industrial, right? It's like, it's something more modern. Um, it's usually yeah. a cautionary tale. It's usually like a story that's supposed to scare you of something, or... I, f- I feel like urban legend, for as long as it's been in use, it's used to describe the, the relative present. There you go. That's a good... Yeah. I like that. Okay. And then, after a while, if that urban legend endures, I think it just becomes a legend. Or a story. So, do you have any from your childhood urban legends? Well, there was always the one, and I recently realized this one changes depending on when you were born. Yeah. But there's the one about Marilyn Manson taking out his lower ribs so he could suck his own dick. Oh, yeah. And that one has been said about a lot of people. That's. I've asked some older people about it. Uh, For some people, it was Alice Cooper. That's amazing. For some people, it was like Lou Reed or David Bowie. But this myth has always been around that some celebrity has taken out his lower ribs so he can suck his own dick, and the myth stays the same, yeah. but the celebrity changes, changes depending on the audience for it. Right. It's, you know, it's it's almost like a meme before memes, right? It's like a... Yeah. Because memes stands for mnemonic? I or something. Know. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Something that it travels quickly through a, a, a culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like And like, you know, the culture of rock and roll or the culture of whatever, you know, they're the, the culture, the people that propagate the story and mm-hmm. travels like wildfire especially with the internet now so I wonder who it's about now yeah Justin Bieber yeah Did Justin Bieber take out two of his own ribs so he could suck his own dick I don't know if he would need to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a good one yeah yeah I don't know if he would need to. that was quick I didn't edit that one together like I usually do. usually <laughs> yeah, right. I get the long pauses <laughs> yeah and put them together so as it I... sounds like we're really smart and not thinking about our answers for yeah. five minutes that one that, that was as snappy as I edit them to be. Hey, we're, I, I would, we're getting better. I would almost say we're getting better. Yeah. Maybe. We've had like a month and a half to practice That's between right. the release of our last episode and yeah. the recording of this yeah. one. So, uh, well, thanks, folks, who have stuck, stuck around stuck yeah. around for it. Thanks, Mom. That's, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so um, I don't know if you want to do it chronologically. 
I've got one from the 1930s and then from the 1970s. I have one from 1995. Do you want me to start with my old old one? Yes, yeah, it started in the 1930s. 1930s. Uh, then we the 1970s, and we might have a break, then we'll come back with 1990s. Perfect. So you've you've probably heard of alligators in the New York City sewage, right? Oh, I think yeah. that's probably a pretty popular urban legend. That one's brought up a lot in, like, media. Like yeah. television shows. I think the Ninja Turtles had a crack about it. I think maybe RoboCop had a crack about oh, that's it. that's funny. Know. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of... It's in the popular culture as well. It as is. The media. Yeah, so it, it started in the 1930s. Supposedly, there was this uh, commissioner of sewers named Teddy May, who... Uh, Teddy May. ...started getting reports of his sewer walkers spotting alligators. Okay, so the sewer walkers are the people who inspect the sewage lines and the... Correct. ...the, the so, reserves and whatnot? Yeah, so I... Reservoirs, I went, rather? I, 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 that gave me pause. Just reading sewer walkers, I had to figure out what the hell a sewer <laughs> walker is. So you're right. I, what I, the article I actually read Prostitutes was about... Prostitutes who work underground. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Sewer walkers. Yeah. As opposed to night walkers. Right. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, could you imagine what you'd find down there? I'm sure discounted rates. Instead of ladies of the night, ladies of the stench. Yeah, (laughs) probably as good as it gets. You can get a real good rate down there. (laughs) So these sewer walkers, um, yeah, they would literally, yeah, they'd be dropped into the sewers. They would walk up and down the sewer lines. Now, the article I read was about about modern-day sewer walkers in, um, I think it was Edinburgh or... Scotland somewhere? Somewhere, and it may have even been somewhere in the UK, but this team of workers that goes down, they have respirators, and every 10 minutes they have this horn that they have to honk to let people up above know that they're still okay. And that's the precautions they they take now. They have an air horn that they blast up through the manhole. Right. So the people above know that they're not dead. Pretty primitive, right? I I guess radios wouldn't work. It's too thick. When you're underground. Correct. Couldn't use your cell phone. Mm. There's no way to communicate with them. Big horn. The big horn. It must be terrifying when you don't hear the horn. Oh, dude, this, that would make for a great horn. Yeah, when you're the guy up top and you're right. waiting for your buddy to sound his horn. But then you got to think, but he also has a respirator. I'm assuming guys in the 1930s did not. Oh, I guess they could have had a line, an airline, almost like a, a hose. A, a hose, an air hose, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but if you're walking the sewer and the only access point is from manhole to manhole. Yeah, you can't go very far. Yeah. So I didn't get in. I didn't figure out that that bit of information. But either way, it's a fascinating yeah. so, <laughs> line of work. So, so he hears he gets this report of of uh, sewer walkers spotting alligators. At first, he want he sends men to check on the sewer walkers, and he and he I, I quote. Wants to find out how they've been attaining, obtaining whiskey down in the pipes. Because he thinks they're getting drunk. Oh, well, it's probably all that awful gas. It could, yeah. Making them fucking loopy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Could have been. He ends up getting more reports, and so he decides to go back down himself. He says he sees alligators churning the waters, and so he starts a campaign of ridding the sewers of the alligators. He uses poison bait and traps and ends up ridding the city's sewers of the alligators in 1930, 1935. What a hero. What a, what a champ. Yeah. No, no, you said supposedly. You don't think his claim is genuine. You don't think he saved no. the people of New York from the alligator menace. No. If anything, I think he propagated fear. In fact, even the New York Times posted an article afterwards uh, saying that in February there were these young kids who were shoveling snow into a manhole, and all of a sudden this alligator started thrashing around in the manhole. They pulled the alligator out and then killed it when it got vicious. Um, but there's no way uh, an alligator is going to survive waters. And there's just no way. 
and this and, Teddy and, May and guy. That, and that temperature in the winter. Correct. Alligators right. are cold-blooded. Yeah. During the winter in Florida, when it's like 40-something degrees, they're on the road. Right. They're on the road, Sunbathing. something warm, to try and get heat back. Yeah. Because whereas mammals, like me, you, and Finn, we're more like furnaces. Yeah. You put fuel in, and we burn it, and we generate heat. Right. Alligators and other reptiles, they're more like batteries. They've got to sit out in the sun, gain heat, so they have energy to do stuff. So, One couldn't survive in... No, they'd be right? stationary or dead. E even in 40-degree weather here in Florida, they are stationary. You cannot get one to move. Turtles get up on their backs. Yeah. So, th this besides this, this one report from the 1930s from this guy who it turns out was definitely never the commissioner of sewers and may, if anything, have been a foreman, but there's no corroborating evidence. Because commissioner of sewers would be an elected position, right? Yeah, yeah. So if he was commissioner and he claimed to have seen this, it could have been there you go. get reelected. Yeah, right, look what I did. I got rid yeah. of the gator. Hey, have you noticed there's no gators in the sewer? That's because of me. I saved you. You may have heard his linemen who were high on poo gas <laughs> talk about these alligators. He thought they were idiots. He went down there, he's like, wait a minute, I can flip this. Yeah, there are alligators, and I'm gonna stop them. <laughs> I that dude, that's very plausible to me. And that's how, and that's how an urban legend starts, right? Yeah, I would vote for the guy who saved us from poo gators. Yeah, right. Where are we going next? Have been fast forward to 2001. There have been there was a report, or there was an actual caiman, a two foot caiman that was in Central Park. A crocodile. So, yeah, of course there have been reptiles that have escaped. You know, from like zoos and private zoo, collections. I think this one, yeah, this one may have come from either, um, I think it was a pet collector or a pet oh, okay. shop, it's cool. which happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean there's gators living in the swamp or the sewers of the, of the city. The next one I have is the Bunny Man. The Bunny Man. Yeah, Bunny Man. Does that have anything to do with Donnie Darko? No, no. Okay. Not it, 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 there's no direct connection. If maybe they were making a homage okay, to the so Bunny who's Man. The, you, the Bunny Man. You mean the Easter Bunny? There's this story that there's this bridge in Fairfax County, Virginia, and the urban legend spread into Washington D.C. So it, it could, in particular, it's this bridge, but it really could be any creepy bridge. You know, like it becomes a localized thing too, mm -hmm. where just like the urban legend of the musician removing their ribs. The legend remains, but the locality may change a little bit. Yeah, but the, where it adapts it, to need, to where it needs to be. Right, but this historian followed it and figured out it kind of originally originated in Fairfax County, Virginia. So in the 1970s, there were two reports. First one was from October 19th, 1970. It's near the U.S. Air Force Academy, and there's actually a cadet, a first-year cadet named Robert Bennett. So. I'm not a huge fan of, of war and mm -hmm. all that, but I do have a certain... I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean more towards believing a cadet. I don't think uh, an Air Force cadet has as much reason to lie about something weird like this. I don't, would you agree? I feel like... A cadet? I know. It is still a kid, right? Yeah. It, it's a teenager. Yeah. An 18-year-old or a 19-year-old. He was with his fiance. I don't know if that that's still back then. You you could be eighteen well, and have a fiance. You're a right. lot of people I know who went into the military right got out of high school yeah. got married really quickly. You're right. Yeah. Well, I should have double checked his age because that does kind of make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. Whether how how truthful yeah, is this. he like thirty two and right getting a late start or yeah. is he fresh out of high school? I think school? he was like a a pretty young guy. Um, so he and his fiance they go to visit their uncle who like kind of lives out in the boonies so they park in this field across from his house and while they're parking there 
they see something in their rear view, rear view mirror, and all of a sudden their f- something comes around and their front window is smashed. Oh. And he claims he sees a man with bunny ears, someone in what? a bunny suit with a hatchet who yells, you're, you're trespassing, get out of here, I've got your plate numbers. And so they, get, they pull off and they eventually find a hatchet in their car. Right now, the fiance, which is funny because they don't name her, she actually claims it was a caparote that the guy was wearing. I know I had no idea what that was either. It's the KKK hat. Oh, it's a pointy hood. It actually comes from Spain, so it's caparote, which is the Spanish word for it. Was this cadet or his young fiance by any chance? I don't Black. know. I don't know. What, you know what? That's what's a, the cadet's name? I know this is a no. You're probably not a good way to Robert Bennett. It could go either way. That could, could go, go either, either way. way. That could be anybody. You're Bobby right. Bennett could right. be if anybody. It, you know what's funny? I didn't even think of it. I it's mean, not like no, I did. It's not like it's Benjamin Washington. Right. No. No offense. Right. But yelling. <laughs> if, no, you're right. <laughs> but yelling about your trespassing and get out. Like that does sound awfully KKKS. It does. And if 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 Cadet Bennett happened to be a black man, that could. Equal, yeah. I mean, even more, but that's really, very under, that's very not understandable, but it's very explainable. Yes, right, right. And this is what the nineteen seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Virginia. Yeah. So ten days later, the South is still like that. Sadly, it's true. So ten days later, October 29th, uh, nineteen seventy, same year, a construction security guard sees this guy standing on an unfinished porch wearing, and again I quote, a gray, black, and white bunny costume. And the man, as as the as the security guard approaches, the man begins chopping at a post, saying, "All you people are trespassing. Leave, or I'm going to beat you on the head." Which is super creepy. So the guy goes back to his car to grab his handgun, and by that point, the bunny man runs off. And, and this is not Cadet Benson. This is a security guard. That's correct. A security guard at the airbase, or just at, the, at a, a construction yard. Okay, a building site. Yeah. So two creepy stories. Two creepy reports. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it creates this myth that there's this bunny man. Good, but again, dude, I could easily imagine this being a KKK person. Yeah, I imagine it's a Klansman who's going around yelling at people to not trespass, yeah. or it's just someone being creepy and weird, mm-hmm. like those that clown story that the people. Oh, the Florida clown story. Yeah, or the, where people the are dressing up as clowns and, and trying to get kids to come into the woods with them. Yeah, people just like being creepy, which I don't know. I kind of yeah. get it, but <laughs> yeah, that's. That's my two uh, urban legends. Awesome. Well, I've got one for you. Like I said, it's a classic. Okay. I think we're going to talk about it after a quick break, though, because that's all we've got. And we'll do the little wrap-up, and then we'll get going. But this is one I really like, something I've been interested in for a while. Okay. Andrew, we're going to be talking about the one, the only, Chupacabra. Ah, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Going with an exotic flavoring. Yeah, I I start. I want to start talking about it now, but let's okay. take a break. Let's and take a break. We'll, yeah, and then we'll come back. We'll leave our listeners hanging for the split second. Yeah, they wait like maybe ten <laughs> seconds while I play the little music and yeah. then come back. But uh, yeah, we'll be right back. That's right. Oh, today's sponsor, Andrew. Today's sponsor is brought to you by the proud game of darts. I've been playing lots of darts. Ah. Well, we got ready for the hurricane. We went to the old Target. Okay. The old Target. Uh, this episode is not brought to you by Target. It, but it is brought to you by Darts, the it, game, just the game. Darts. Or the, the Darts community? Or? The concept. Okay. The it's, not a ha- it's not a Hasbro original or anything? No, a, a bunch of philosophers got together, reached out <laughs> to me, and said, John, we want you to promote the idea of, of darts. That's very honorable. The the emotion yeah. of darts. Darts. Oh, yeah, so brought to you by darts. We went to Target. We got a dart board. It was on sale. 
seemed like a good investment. We got a dirt board and beer because they didn't have any water, so we're not going home empty-handed. It's already far. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need for a hurricane, though. Yeah. Darts and beer. Darts and beer. Darts and beers with flashlights, so you, you know what you're throwing. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. We're back. Welcome back to the Broadsides. How are you, Andrew? I'm, I'm doing just as good as before. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. So we were talking about urban legends. You shared about the gators and the bunny man or bunny men or uh, clansmen. Right. <laughs> depending on um, you who, know, you yeah, who, who you believe or what you intuit. Right. I intuit to be a, a clansman. Yeah. But we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger 15 seconds ago about our next urban legend, Andrew, the Chupacabra. Now... You kind of raised your eyebrow a little bit when I said, I've got an urban legend, because we already established early in the episode that we think about urban legends as post-industrial. Uh, so when do you think we first start hearing about the Chupacabra? For, I, I have no idea, but I want to say like, oh, it's going to be an old... It, to me, it feels like an old legend, like... An old legend? like uh, or something. So maybe like the 1800s. The 1800s? Oh, that's why I'll just throw that out there. Or, is, is, that, is that what you really think? The Chupacabra legend... Is, is a fairly ancient thing. Yeah, sure. Sure, no, yeah. No, do you really? I mean, before you walked in here, is that what you thought? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've put a ton of thought into it, but I, th- yes, almost like the Yeti and the... Okay. Yeah, I think gotcha. it's something that's ancient that, like, was reported by the Mayans or whatever. Gotcha. All right, well, I'm about to blow your mind, Andrew, uh-huh. because the first time we ever hear the name Chupacabra yeah. is in 1995. The first time anyone ever reports a sighting of the Chupacabra is in 1995. Mm-hmm. There were some incidents in 1975, I believe, that they thought was actually the fault of a vampire. But after oh. 1995, when we start hearing about the Chupacabra, they attributed those 1970 uh. killings to the Chupacabra as well before they thought it was a vampire. Okay. So it was like retroactively... Yeah. It was retconned. Yeah. It was retconned. That thing <laughs> yeah. in the 70s was the Chupacabra, not a vampire. I see. Okay. Uh, but yeah, huh. the first time we ever start hearing about the Chupacabra is in 1995. I and it's no all idea. it's all because of one woman. One woman in Puerto Rico who in 1995 found eight of her sheep dead and as she says, drained of blood with three puncture wounds in their chest. And she also claims to have seen uh, a thing fleeing the scene of the murder of these eight sheep. And that thing was the size of a small bear. It uh, didn't really have a lot of fur, kind of like patchy and weird looking, uh, mostly bald. And it had spines from the base of its neck to the tip of its tail. Boy, that doesn't sound like anything. And, and, And that was the first description. And it killed eight. That seems like a lot of sheep. Eight sheep. All at once. Eight sheep. Supposedly drained of blood yeah, with eight puncture wounds. Now, after that first sighting, and that woman's name is Madeline Tolentino, after that sighting by Madeline, Chupacabra sightings rose drastically. Right. Drastically. People started seeing it in Chile. People started seeing it in Ecuador. People started seeing it in Argentina. People started seeing it in Mexico. All of a sudden, you have all of these Chupacabra sightings. Now... This wasn't entirely unfounded, because this uh, happened early 1995. Later in August, after those eight sheep had died, they found over 150 farm animals in the town of Canavanas that were killed in reportedly the same manner. Is this in Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah, this is all on the island of Puerto Rico. Had three puncture wounds in its chest. 
and was reportedly drained of blood. Over 150 farm animals in this Jeez. one town. So people were all of a sudden really panicked. Yeah. Do you, did this come from the news? About the chupacabra. What, the name? The newspaper? or so she? Well, you, well, yes, the name and but these reports. like. Yeah, she went to the media. And she's the one who said it's a chupacabra? Well, actually, the name chupacabra uh, comes from a stand-up comedian. <laughs> okay. Really? Who had kind of a, who had a TV show, like a, t- a talk show in Puerto Rico okay. in the mid-90s, kind of like a Stephen Colbert or a, a Conan O'Brien that kind of personality. And okay. he called it the chupacabra as a joke. And do you know why? No. Do you know what chupacabra means? No. Cabra means goat. Do you know what chupa means? Dog? Suck. Goat sucker. Goat sucker. Oh, wow. The name literally means the goat sucker. Huh. El chupacabra. I had no idea. Interesting. Yeah. Have you seen the... Fut- now I understand that Futurama episode where there's the uh, thing that's sucking the bones out of the sheep. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that that's what the chupacabra does. It's supposed to... Yeah, it sucks huh. goats. Okay. The goat sucker. Chupacabra. So if you ever have a Spanish girlfriend, you can say chupa mi pinga. <laughs> yeah. Por favor. You, you, you should always say always por favor. Yeah. It's polite. It is polite. And then say gracias. Right. <laughs> it's good to remain a little, polite. A little etiquette there. Yeah. yeah. Be yeah. polite no matter what language you're speaking. Yeah. When, in terms of fellatio. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in terms of anything, but especially fellatio, because yeah. it's, a, a, it's a nice thing that she's doing for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Doesn't have to. Especially if you can't do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's especially if you haven't gone through the surgery yeah, of having it, your ribs if removed. If you're not Marilyn Manson or Lou Reed right. or David Bowie. In which yeah. case, you would thank yourself. I suppose you could if you're you would, an asshole. You could literally pat yourself on the back while you're... You could pat yourself on the back while while with more than your hands. Yeah. So when Tolentino described the chupacabra, uh, a, a, a lot of people took it seriously because yeah. it's a scary sounding thing. Right. And, you know, before she saw these sightings, most people thought that these killings were from a satanic cult or practicers of, of Santeria or something yeah. like that. Getting the blood and for a blood sack. Exactly. And it makes in the, sense. In the early mid-90s, the satanic cult thing was it was kind of a hot topic. People right. were talking about it. They were worried about it. Right. The X-Files had old episodes on it. Yeah. It was taken seriously. And you remember those ads of, of people saying, don't play D&D. Right. It's devil worship. Right. Don't listen to Quiet Riot. It's devil worship. Right. Let's play this record backwards. You can you can hear I Love Satan. Right. It's and the it, type of stuff. People it, were really freaked out about it. Yeah, and really focused on it. It's almost like the same as like these... Yeah these spottings mm-hmm. of the chupacabra so once people hear about an explanation they they start to see that explanation and things that they normally or otherwise couldn't explain exactly. they believe it readily right they believe it very readily right now as it so happens andrew in um mid-1995 or early 1995 rather a movie came out a horror science fiction movie called species Okay, yeah. With and, the, the chick who the hot chick who becomes an alien? Yeah, and and, and, and the monster in that movie is uh, you know, a, a bear sized creature with very little hair, with spines running from the back of its neck okay. to the tip of its tail. When did this come out, this movie? This came out in nineteen ninety five, the same year oh, wow. the that geez. Madeline Tolentino wow. saw this monster. And she later admitted to having seen the movie, uh, she liked it quite a bit and she believed that the events that took place in the movie were happening right now. Oh, shit. In her okay. little island of Puerto Rico. So she was either drunk or a... Or a crazy lady. A, yeah, who saw this woman. movie 
and, and believed, started seeing it. Yeah, she, she she even went so far to say she believed that the events of the movie yeah. were currently taking place in Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, that's that's a sign of some mental health issues. Now, I think. even though, and also just a little scientific basis, because I, I I told you these animals had their blood sucked out of them, right? Or I believe the correct term is extinguished, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. You can't really determine that without a necropsy. Yeah, and that's what basically an autopsy for things that aren't people. Right. Where you open it up and see. No necropsy was performed on any of these animals. Huh. And when a veterinarian uh, examined about 200 of them, just off a cursory glance, he determined that their blood wasn't drained. Okay. People just assumed this. Because when things die, Andrew, they tend to lose color. Whenever you see a, yeah. a video or like a movie or right. a TV show, someone's dead. Their blood drains. Yeah, they're or, very pale. They're, right. Because you're not circulating blood anymore, so they may assume these, these sheep and assumed who were drained of color and assumed they were also drained of blood. Okay, that when makes sense. That might not be the case. That right. almost certainly wasn't the case. Right now, despite that, people are still seeing chupacabras. Yeah, uh, people in Mexico, people in Texas, people even in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> have claimed to see chupacabras. Huh. And that's some of these people are definitely seeing something. Some people have even captured what yeah. they believe to be a chupacabra. Right. And once a, a professional comes and looks at it, yeah. it's usually a, a coyote right. with mange. Okay. Yeah. And mange, you know, makes... It makes them hair loss. It makes them lose their hair. It makes kind them feral, scaly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it makes them feral, makes them grumpy. Yeah. And it makes them weak. And that's important because a weak animal, especially a weak predator like a coyote or a dog, yeah. may have enough energy to bite at an animal and even yeah. get its teeth into its neck. Yeah. But may not have the energy to slaughter that animal. And eat it. And eat it. Wow. So that would make sense why it's just biting all these animals and it, not yeah, exactly. devouring them. Mm-hmm. Especially if the animal is sick and right. confused and weak. Right. And then if the animal is starving and its spine is kind of showing out of its back it could look like spikes spines, a little yeah, bit. spikes right yeah. so these people claim to see a chupacabra they yeah. even capture it and then right. a vet comes or a scientist comes and says you have a feral mangy dog yeah i mean so it, 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 you know like we kind of alluded to it it makes sense like once it, there's proof there's scientific proof that it's not what it appears to be people, regarding these urban legends, but they want an explanation. But people, right? even still to this day, are, are finding dead animals, finding their dead farm yeah, animals, yeah. and thinking the chupacabra got them. And how much research did we do today for this episode? Well, I was on the toilet when I yeah. discovered all this. And I did about an hour's worth, two hours worth. And it, it, that's all it takes is to find out that these legends aren't true. No. But people want, people really want to believe. And I think they travel faster than. People are willing to do the research. People Especially nowadays it. on the internet. Right. You, one person posts something on Facebook about right. it or Twitter or their blog or Tumblr yeah. or whatever, yeah. and all of a sudden it's everywhere. So I didn't really read too much into it, but it's kind of timely because uh, a little over a day ago, this girl was um, found not guilty by reason of insanity for stabbing this 
other teenage girl because of the Slender Man. Did you hear about this whole Slender Man thing? I was a, I was a very little girl, wasn't it? No, uh, 14, I think. Okay. Uh, or maybe they were, no, maybe she's 14 now. Maybe they were 8 and 10. Yeah, I remember it was I think two they sisters, were and one yeah. convinced the other that they had to kill a girl to appease the Slender Man. Yeah. Who's like a, from, from a from a copy-paste spooky thing. Okay, so so yeah, the site is called Copy Pasta, and I try to ask my younger brother, because he's actually on edit, maybe Reddit. Maybe you actually know, so what is this idea of copy-paste? It's just like Right? It's it, it's a it's a spooky story that people have shown interest in that other people copy and paste in other places. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So it's that simple. Exactly. I thought it was like some weird obscure internet term. No. But it's, okay. It's, it's that Pretty simple. Cut and dry. It, yeah, exactly. Literally it, cut and it, paste. It's dry. a spooky story you found on the internet okay. that you copy and pasted someplace. And it became this huge thing on the internet. Now there's movies about the Slender Man. There's like yeah, a board or a game about mm-hmm. the Slender Man that caused like these two girls to stab other girls. So it's. Well, I think that has more to do with mental illness. Right. These little, at least one of those little girls had, probably has a serious problem. Yeah, that's that's fair to say, I guess. Well, that's all I got on the Chupacabra. I thought it was a really cool story, especially considering it's a classic yeah. monster. Right. And a lot of people don't really know how recent it is. Yeah. I mean... It is interesting. I imagine, even before I started researching this, I was with you. I thought this was a legend that was passed on from the natives of Puerto Rico and the natives of South America to the uh, European Spanish. Right. And then it went from there. Right. Uh, I thought this was something that was hundreds of years old. It's from 1995. That's crazy. And it's from a movie. So it is an urban legend. It, it, it's from a, a, a horror B movie called yeah. Species. Yeah. So the, it, the, the, the Chupacabra very much is an urban legend. That's funny. I mean, I, I, I never... Like, with a lot of these urban legends, even if they stem from the 70s, like the Bunny Man, there's like... A little bit. There's a little bit of maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know, but I find the chupacabra is like clearly. Yeah, it's clearly it, it, this woman who might have been unwell saw yeah. a movie, right, and then believed that the things that happened in the movie were happening in her town, right. And then she ran outside and saw that eight of her sheep were dead for some reason, yeah. And then she put two and two together and came up in her mind that she saw this creature, yeah. She's like, oh, this is what the thing in the movie did. So it kind of reminds me. When I was growing up in New Jersey, we had the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to go around and scare the cows so the cows' milk would be sour. And, like, you know, a farmer would go out there and have his cows sour milk, and suddenly he needs an explanation. And, of course, it's the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. You know? Came and scared his cows. Is that how it works? If you scare a cow, it'll make bad milk? <laughs> I think that... I don't know. I, really don't know. I feel like the... The conditions in your average industrial milkery yeah. are pretty fucking scary. Yeah, that's right. That's all it takes. You know, when you're stacked ten high, that's God. Yeah, it's very hooked true. up to pumps. Yeah, they don't need a devil for that. In an industrial like yeah factory farm. Yeah, factory. Right, basically. right. I've got a few more just off the top of my head. There's, have you heard of the Blue Star? Um, it's LS. They were putting LSD on either a Blue Star because it was, at the time it was like what time. I, you know what? I didn't get a date, but I, and I'm terrible with sports. I know it was back when the Cowboys were really big. So I want to say maybe the 80s or 90s. Okay. There was, there, people were supposedly printing out LSD that was either the Blue Star for the Cowboys or famous cartoon characters, and they mm-hmm. were trying to get kids hooked on an LSD. That's, they, that's they, they ridiculous. Were they were you would they were supposed to be tattoos that you would lick and put on yourself, mm. but it was actually LSD that once you licked it and put it on your skin. It would like metabolize into your system, whatever. Gotcha. And it would get you hooked on LSD. Here's the thing: this was probably something that was real, right. that was made by people for the same people, right? 
like hippies who are also football fans right. who, who like to trick balls. Yeah, while they're watching their yeah, Cowboys and, play. And, and, and they liked using them, and they were fun, and then people found out about them and automatically assumed they were meant for children yeah. and freaked out and, and thought these people were trying to get their kids hooked on LSD, even though that's not how LSD works. Right. It's not what you'd call a habit-forming thing. Yeah. In fact, it can be fairly terrifying. <laughs> most terrifying experience I, of your life that you never I, want to experience again. I can imagine. Right, right. So, and sneaking it on a kid, I don't think it's like no. going to help. In fact, a kid might handle it much better than an adult. Yeah, because they wouldn't know what's happening, maybe. Well, well, not even that. I just feel like kids have less emotional baggage. That's a good point. They have yeah, less, they have all the, they have less horrible things to reflect on while they're tripping balls. Yeah. All the awful shit they've ever done yeah. coming back to haunt right. them like your Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. and the ghost of Christmas past is right. here to teach you a fucking lesson. Yeah. Or like when you're standing there in the bathroom after oh, having yeah. too many beers, just looking in the mirror, berating yourself. Oh, yeah, kids again. don't have that. Yeah, kids don't. Exactly. I never did that as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Berated myself. Yeah, or you're drunk in the bathtub yeah. crying. Yeah. And there were plenty of times as a kid where I should have braided myself. Like, I recently saw a picture of me with the stupidest bowl cut haircut and, like... Oh, that's that's I not had your my, fault. That's I had your mom's my, fault. My baggy... My pants were baggy. I had my boxers clearly showing. I looked like such a... Dumb fuck. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. I should have gone into the bathroom and braided myself immediately at that point. <laughs> but you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Yeah. Now we're both appropriately self-loathing, I believe. That's right. That's right. Well, Andrew... Unless you have anything else to add, I think yeah. we're no, all um, set. I, yeah, one more. we got to tie in our um, Adolf, right? Oh, Adolf yeah, Hitler. Adolf Hitler. It is supposedly he's alive in Argentina, right? He's alive in Argentina? Supposedly, yeah. Well, I don't think at this point, but for a while, up into the 70s, they were claiming that he had escaped Berlin and, like a lot of other Nazis, escaped to South America. I, I do know that Nazis did escape to South America. Yeah. So, so maybe Hitler. Oh. And maybe if he was, like, rich enough, he made it, like, with... French art or didn't we that. didn't we find his body didn't allied forces find his body in that bunker when they advanced on it I mean isn't that, that why Hitler killed himself because he knew he was going to be captured that and could, tried for war crimes I'll be this one I totally pulled out of my ass so that could be a fact but why would you let a fact get in the way of a good urban legend right that's true I mean because you, you can always deny that's that's the great thing about these conspiracy theories and urban legends and myths you can always say well the report wasn't correct mm-hmm. when they said they found you know Hitler or even Elvis. No, yeah. that, that wasn't really Elvis. That was a body double. Facts Elvis don't, is alive. Facts don't apply when you really want to believe something. There you go. That's right. That's right. Including our show. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, always, always double check us. Double, that's right. Yeah, please do. <laughs> don't take anything on here as gospel. Because right. Andrew and I are not claiming to uh, be incredibly knowledgeable. That's right. Not incredibly knowledgeable, but at least we've read some things, right? And again, yeah. I, I always like to encourage people, read. 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 Do research. Open a fucking book. Yeah. Lazy fat bastard. Yeah. And, but if you're listening, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you lazy I fat bastard. You beautiful, beautiful <laughs> prince of a person. That's right. Anyway, Andrew, it was, it was so nice. It's always good. Always good. It's always good having a chat. Absolutely. All right, y'all take it easy. We'll see you next time. Uh, you can reach us on email, although... Uh, the broadsides at post.com. If you email me, I will start checking it. Uh, we're on Twitter, although we never post. Uh, at the broadsides. And we are on Facebook, and Andrew does post on the Facebook occasionally. Andrew, yeah. what's that Facebook address? Facebook.com slash the broadsides. Podcast. Podcast. The broadsides there podcast. There the full thing. Make, right. sure you, make sure you get the full thing. Yeah, or somebody, just search the broadsides podcast. It's the one with the cannon. Exactly. Yeah, some uh, some university newsletter already had the broadsides. So I have a podcast on the end. 
Nice. Yeah. All right. See ya. Take it easy. I'm waving.